Should I get clothespins to uh, stick on his balls? Should I light them on fire? Should light I- the balls on fire? <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll like singe pubes, yeah. On fire? Fire. Um, you know, or... You Wait, know- no! Fire? <laughs> yeah. Can we talk... Hot hold wax. on, it's hard pause. Yellow. Can we... <laughs> but first, a word from our sponsors. Hotmovies.com has long been an ethical and affordable place to hashtag pay for some of your porn. Now with Hot Movies Select, customers gain access to unlimited viewings of tens of thousands of additional films from all their favorite studios for the low, low price of $24.95. Visit Hotmovies.com, click Select Unlimited, and use promo code MANHOR at checkout so they know who sent you. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to whiskey, wine, and weed. Y'all can blame that sexy trifecta for today's late release, because I don't like to take responsibility for stuff. This is Billy Persida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Oh, you know, in in over seven years doing this show, never missed a Wednesday. Uh, But sometimes Billy could use a few extra hours. I'll tell you a little bit about that in a moment. Uh, Folks, this week's show, I have got on PhD candidate, adjunct professor, and professional dominatrix, Mistress Snow. And I'm so excited to uh, finally share my my dear Twitter friend with y'all in a little bit. But first... We we love a good study over here at the Man Whore Podcast, and I read something very interesting uh, that came out of the Economic Journal yesterday. The title of the study is The Effect of Adult Entertainment Establishments on Sex Crimes, Evidence from New York City. And these researchers, they took precinct information, you know, crime data from, from New York City, uh, it, you know, from all over New York City. And they also looked at the rise and increase of adult entertainment establishments in New York City during uh, 2004 to 2012. And they were like, oh, well, there was such a drastic rise. What was the effects of this? And the press release for the study uh, from Oxford University Press, the title, very straight to the point, Escort services and strip clubs don't increase sex crimes. Boom. There you go, NIMBYs. All you not in my backyard peoples, you're going to have to come up with something new uh, to support your shitty opinion. You know, when you're just like, we don't want an adult bookstore in our neighborhood. It's like, why? And then you're just like, it makes me feel weird. But it comes out of your mouth as, oh, well, crime and drug dealers and blah, blah. People are going to... I just think you're afraid of titties, but that's, I think that's your deal to deal with. Uh, I want to read a little segment from the press release and I'll have a link in the show notes to all this. It reads, the number of adult entertainment establishments increased significantly in New York City during this period from 76 in 2004 to approximately 280 in 2012. 
the researchers show that opening these establishments decreases the number of sex crimes committed nearby. They found that the presence of an adult entertainment establishment in a given precinct leads to a 13% reduction in sex crime in the precinct one week after the opening. Like a fucking antibiotic. <laughs> and, uh, and, and here's one for all the people worried about, mm, well, what about this? What about that? Okay. The researchers also find that opening adult establishments does not affect other types of crimes which suggests that the results on sex crimes are not driven by an increased police presence on the streets. This also rules out the hypothesis that these businesses may attract other types of criminals, such as drug dealers. The researchers find no negative effects on bordering precincts, indicating that sex crimes are not moving to other nearby areas. At the end of the release, the, uh, the study's authors say that uh, this paper studies how the presence of adult entertainment establishments affects the incidence of sex crimes. Surprisingly, we find that within the time studied, adult entertainment establishments decrease sex crime and have no effect on other types of crimes. But go read, go read the press release. Go check out the abstract. The abstract is like a, basically a summary of a study. Anyway, folks, I don't know if you've noticed this, but you know, a lot of podcasts are starting to like go behind paywalls. They're starting to put their like back catalogs behind a paywall or they're, they're giving you snippets for free and charging for the rest. They're going on networks or you have to, you have to be subscribed to a certain app to even get the show now. And I don't do that bullshit with y'all. You know, if you've got my back supporting me on a little website called Patreon, then I've got your back providing this podcast for free every Wednesday for uh, we're like approaching 400 Wednesdays now. So I want to give a shout out just real quick to the entire fan whore nation. I really appreciate any and all of you who have ever found a space for me in your monthly budget, whether it was $2 or 20. Uh, I love y'all all the same. So I'm going to do a fan or appreciation moment for a couple of views. I want to give a thank you to John D, a deep value patron. Thank you for supporting the pod. Hope you enjoyed those bonus episodes, dude. And I want to give a shout out and a thank you to Nicole Lesnick. Love having a biker chick in the peep show. We've been having fun having you in there. Uh, it's, it's been so great to, to chat with you, uh, in our fan whore communities. So thanks for supporting the pod. And you too can become a member and support this ass, maybe even see some of this ass, or at least hear oh so much more bonus content by joining up on Patreon. Being a member gets you access to behind-the-scenes content, uh, extra writings that I do on occasion. We have over 200 bonus episodes. For higher-up members, I'm doing like monthly thank you snail mail letters. Uh, and, and obviously, I think the most popular you know, reward on my Patreon is access to the peep show. It's uh, you know, the peep show is a group chat we have where we just share nudes, gifts, and compliments all day, every day. It truly is a magical place. So become a member today, support the podcast you love, and receive a slew of great rewards while joining an incredible community of like-minded people. Become a member at patreon.com slash Podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Podcast. Keep this show independent. Keep this show free. Keep this show slutty. 
And now for this week's guest, Mistress Snow. Uh, you know, I've been Twitter friends with this gal for a uh, couple years, few years now. Finally met up IRL, hung out uh, back in back in the winter. Love watching what she does on Twitter. Uh, she's a great fucking Twitter follow. You all should be go doing that there. Uh, but we had a really cool conversation about horphobia in academia. I'm not even going to pretend to give you a summary. Just like hold on to your butts and get ready for some talks of dungeons and doming and doxing. Let's go chat with Mistress Snow. You remember when porn had like storylines and plot and character development, there'd be dynamic characters and like, I forget what a non-dynamic character was called, uh, but like, you know, like, you know, over the course of an hour and a half, this character becomes sluttier and sluttier and then finally gives in. And like the final scene is this like cathartic orgasmic release. And Kay Parker is like the hottest mom in all of porn. Remember those days? HotMovies.com has, like, a particularly great library of vintage porn. They have licensed some of the top, like, most famous, like, you know, have you ever seen Deep Throat? HotMovies.com. I think they got Debbie Does Dallas over there. They have the entire, like, Taboo series, which is, like, my favorite porn series. The other day I was perusing HotMovies.com. I got the coconut oil in one hand. I, I got my mouse on the, the trackpad in the other, scrolling around. And what do I see but a taboo title I've never seen before? That's because um, <laughs> this is, is fucking brilliant. Around Mother's Day, they recut all the taboo movies. I think there's like five or six taboos. And they took all of the scenes that were with the mom in the movie. And they've cut those together for Taboo, the Mother's Edition. Fucking brilliant and fucking hot. You got some of the hottest moms of the 70s and 80s. You got, you've got Honey Wilder, Kay Parker, Colleen Brennan, Lori Lovett, and more. I mean, it's really fucking hot. So if anyone wants to see like what Billy likes to watch when he jerks off, go check out uh, the Taboo series at hotmovies.com. Use some of your free minutes when you use promo code manhor to sign up at checkout, right? If you're like me, you might be sitting down with the mother's edition and being like, okay, Parker, please slip into my room and wake me up like that. Oh gosh, you'll know what I mean when you see it. It's a pay-per-minute porn site, which makes it both an ethical and affordable way to hashtag pay for your porn. And you can get 20 free minutes when you use promo code manwhore at hotmovies.com. And it also lets you know who sent you. One more time, hotmovies.com, promo code manwhore. Let's get to the show. I didn't really do any in college, weirdly. Um, I just worked like retail. And then again, after college, I started sugaring. And then I started, I was doing some like light escorting and some doming and then let's see i i continued in grad school for a minute but then like i just it wasn't really worth it the clients in the city where i i went to grad school in just kind of sucked there wasn't a dungeon either in the city so i tried you know like independent work and then i was like i'm not no mm. it's yeah it's it wasn't it wasn't the same market um you know i noticed that with retail too i i worked retail in graduate school and i worked retail in college and I'm kind of mean. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know right now. Yeah. Uh, well, w- which would work great with customers in one city, but then in the next city, I was, you know, the same person and they were not cool with that at all. Um, <laughs> so I found it was like a similar just cultural clash. It just, it wasn't worth it. I wasn't going to, you know, be marketable in that city. So anyway, I got back, um, or then after grad school, I did not get summer teaching. And I, I had one, or I applied for a bunch of jobs. Um, I ended up sort of working for um, this one writer who ended up stiffing me. And, and that's what, like, I had to make something like two grand in a week, um, July 2019. So I was like, well, here we go. Back to sex work. <laughs> Back to this. A lot of yeah. in and out, it sounds like. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, like, were you ever out for like a, an extended period of time? Are you always kind of in or? I'd say I was out between, uh, between about 2014 and 2019. So about five years. Okay. So there any. was like a significant lapse. Yeah. 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 But you kind of always knew you could like flick that back on, put if an I, ad up and, mm-hmm, and make some dough. Yeah. Yeah. If I had like, if my back was against the wall, then that, that was an option. Was, was sex work always a survival list? option for you or or like yes and no in the sense that any job is you know mm. like in the same in the same way that working retail was like a survivalist mm. um you know i didn't like yes if i if i hadn't been doing sex work i would not have survived yeah. <laughs> like it was my only income at various points i don't know i don't identify as like a survival sex worker anymore like when i voluntarily quit uh to focus on other things and like i'm a capricorn i really like i like working oh well well yeah well i mean mean, i've I've been doing some virtual sessions and like phone sessions but but not irl like i really like working like i enjoy working (laughs) or being productive at least look at you you little capitalist yeah right um (laughs) (laughs) gotcha yeah yeah, i know right like i like being able to live instead of just surviving (laughs) um but no i like being productive because you know, when did you know you wanted to be, say, a college professor? That so that happened in college. In college, uh-huh. um, so I started as an education major. Well, okay, so I started as uh, a vocal performance major, <laughs> and then I was like, "This is not lucrative. I'll be a teacher. I'll teach music." And then I was like, "Actually, I'm not going to pay for my own accompanist at college for the next four years." Yeah. <laughs> So I, I switched my majors a few times because I, I didn't realize that graduate school, uh, if you were that if you do pursued a PhD that they paid you. Well, I remember I was talking with one of my TAs my junior year of college and I was like, yeah, I'd love to go to grad school. But, you know, I don't know how I'm going to afford it. So I figure I'll teach for a couple of years. And he was like, bitch, it, it, shit's free. I mean, not free. Like, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. like, but th- like, that's not how it works you know you don't need to like save up money yeah but what made you want to pursue that oh. track um well i just really loved like my field <laughs> your I face i can't I tell know. if it's sarcastic or not well because you just went like sarah paulson on well, me just right now <laughs> you just like your face just did a thing where it's like you know i is this sincere is it not i don't know um well I, well because like 10 years ago i was like i I'm going to make a difference. Like, oh, you believe that one? Yeah, I did. That's and I cute. was like, my research is important. And now I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I really wasted that much time to end up not writing a book that a total of 12 people would read. Like, okay. All right. But yeah, no, I just really like loved my field, mm. which uh, grad school then, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
it seems like you as a persona you've settled into a dominatrix so why of the fields was it that well i mean uh so when i was returning in in 2019 i did do some sugaring that summer um out of necessity sure. but i like i like doming's fun but like I, well and and i'm of um of rather confrontational domineering bossy person anyone who follows her on twitter knows all of this <laughs> yeah. oh that gets me into trouble a mm, lot um I, we'll get into it i can't wait yeah. You've tried a lot of the different forms of sex work, and you said doming is like the most fun, which I would agree. Do you feel like that's like it's a safe, it's a safe space for you to just really let out a fucking lot of anger, you know, like so, a lot of feminist rage? So I never really, I tr- I tried to keep them separate, you know. I tried to have some like ethics, like oh, don't take your like frustrations out on these. Cl- <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That lasted like a week. Um, I remember. So I remember um, I got an email from my former mentor. This was, I think, August 2019. And I had been like, hey, can you revise my letter of rec, right, for the the next uh, uh, job application cycle? And she hadn't responded. And I had this one ball busting session at, let's say it was at like 10 p- I think it was at 10 p.m. Um, and I get an email from her at like 9.50. That's <laughs> like, um, no, I, I can't revise your letter of rec. Okay. And I'm like... Which is unheard of, really. Well, like, literally all that you really need to do um, is change the year from 2018 to 2019 and upload the same fucking letter. That's it. Right. Two seconds. And, like, not fuck a student. Well, yeah. I feel like those are, like, two things. Well, I feel like if you fuck a student and you get away with it, then you should be forced to write them, like, the greatest letter of rec ever. (laughs) Like, you should... They deserve a job. So she's she's like, no, I, I just can't do it right now. Um, it would be like too much work or something. And I was like, bitch, you're on sabbatical and you would have to change one motherfucking number. And then I heard I, my dominator at the time was Oksana. I heard, Oksana, <laughs> your clients here. And I went in with, I think, a golf club and just it was a ball busting session. And I just beat the fuck out of that poor bastard's nuts. Do you ever get curious about like what Sometimes. they want you to do and then ask and then like after the session or before they go, they kind of go like, oh yeah, you know, like my mom in 82. Well, they'll tell me usually. Um, so actually I think this dude and I, well, I don't want to like, you know, give clients business because I'm sure he's like still a client and Whatever. he'd be like, that bitch Oksana. Um, sure. <laughs> um, I mean, it, he, it, it was like a self-loathing thing and like, I don't deserve to to procreate and then well and i remember being like oh that's sad and then one day he started talking to me about like women he's dated or Mm. or like matched with on dating apps and i was like oh yeah you you should hate yourself oh my god you're an you're awful (laughs) like (laughs) jeez anyway long story short yes i i have taken aggression out on clients not to their knowledge i don't think mm. and it's always circumstantial but. for on, for them it's like a, it's a bonus because they're like oh she's going like extra hard she must like me <laughs> <laughs> i wonder um yeah usually one of the other nicer parts of doming is that like i'm this is for my pleasure ostensibly mm. not theirs so if they don't like how i'm treating them then too bad <laughs> like yeah. as long as i'm not violating consent yeah um how does like it- i do what i want to do that's the point Right. And it's been a while since I think I've had a a pro dom on the show before. What is like the process of when you like go to hire a pro dom of like talking through all that stuff and like how much of it is like um, them saying, I know I'm the sub, but like I really kind of need this thing to happen at some point versus you get to just kind of do it how you want 
however you Well, want. so I greatly prefer being in a dungeon rather than independent work just because it's safe it seems safer to me um there's you know usually like you can rent out dungeons but i i don't want to say that i'm lazy i'm just like i think i'm overworked so i'm like if i'm going to be teaching five classes and also doing this like i just want to go to my shift and the clients come to me um but with my clients i say five classes i would yeah five classes plus plus doming Mm -hmm. i thought i was going gets you by to die that one well actually i was do- i i made enough money to pay off like a substantial chunk of credit card debt right in 2019 2020 and then my employer fucked up my paycheck for like four months and i racked up the, all the debt again right, right. so but just just like i just want to hear people to hear that oh as an oh, adjunct yeah. professor oh five classes, five classes uh-huh. and doming and doming well I, I take it you weren't like one of those people who's like i'm gonna dom and like you get like one client a month like yeah no you, i would get you were working yeah that got you by. Yeah. I. Yeah. Noted. I just want people to hear that. because I don't, I don't think that's one that gets talked about. Very oh, much. no. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and I like comparatively uh, had I don't want to say I had it good because I had it terrible. But there are some adjuncts who who made make less than half what I make. Yeah. And I still had to teach five classes and do sex work. But so 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 if somebody's like calling up a, a dom because I feel like when you hit up a dom versus like say an escort, so I rarely would man the phones at the dungeon. Like I would if like the manager had to go to the bathroom or something. Okay. Um. So I wasn't usually on the phones. She would you know meet the client, take them to their room, uh, collect the money, so they can book for a specific dom. Um. Or sometimes you'll have like a meet where each. Dom will go in and introduce themselves and uh, talk to the client, and then they'll choose one. Mm. Um, so usually, depending, like the, I'll ask what they want, and if it's something that I like, really fucking like, I, I hate pegging. It's I'm so sweaty just as a person, and pegging it, it's just gross. I just I I mean not gross like not to kink shame. It's just like I feel physically. I'm like I start wheezing. It's not attractive. Like I just it's not necessarily like the pegging. pegging. It's the physical yeah, yeah exertion yeah, yeah, yeah. of energy. Yeah, it's just it's not. I then I well I feel like like putting on a dick feels like putting on a fake nose. Yeah. Like Groucho Marx, <laughs> and I, 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 I just can't. I, so you know, if it's something I or like um, brown showers, for instance, not in my repertoire. If our what they want aligns with what I'll do or what I'm good at doing, um, and they end up choosing me, then before I go and like get all the like implements I'm gonna need and like get into the whatever like outfit I think is because I, I mean I would usually be wearing like generic but one of my comfier like outfits. But if I had to change into something um, and then ask like, okay, so what's your relationship to pain? Um, what are, you know, what are your, your hard limits? Um, is he allowed, like, is he still himself in that when you're having that conversation or does he have to kind of answer it like a sub and be like, well, you know, I'd really appreciate if you didn't do X, Y, and Z. Well, I usually, so I'm um, pretty direct and to the point. So I tend to get really fucking irritated if they do that shit. Okay. You want them to be a person so you can get this conversation done. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to, or I'm thinking like, I had this one client right before the pandemic um, and I remember he said he wanted CBT. So I was like okay um like what kind asked him like what 
what kind of pain he wanted and didn't want. Are there um, different types of pain? Well, I mean, you know, I like, should I get clothespins to uh, stick on his balls? Should I light them on fire? Should light I- the balls on fire? <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll like singe pubes, yeah. On fire? Fire. Um, you know, or... You Wait, know- no! Fire? <laughs> Can we talk? Hot hold wax. on, it's hard pause. Yellow. Can we? <laughs> what's that about? How does it happen? How does one do that safely? I mean, so there are various ways to. So I, I don't do anything. I'm writing in all caps, big letters on fire. fire? <laughs> I don't. I don't do anything that I'm not 100 confident I can do without like maiming someone. Sure. Like, you know, like enemas I didn't do until I had seen enough. Uh, sounding I didn't do until, like, I, I, uh, I dipped into to a couple sessions. To- sounding is my safe word. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really fun. But, um, I saw a couple Q tips down there in college and I was like, mm, no, it's not yeah, for me. No, that, no, we, we use lube, medical grade. Um, I know, but I just wanted no, to get an idea. Understood. And I'm- I was like, mm, I don't think I need to go further. No, no, I'm <laughs> respect. I'll singe pubic hair or I'll singe like uh clothespins um I won't you know there are ways to really light shit on fire that I don't do there are a lot of a lot of uh medical domination shit I'm just like "Uh uh-uh I'm mm, nope I need to be trained in that and I'm not (laughs) so the fire play it's not you're not actually lighting say like a nutsack on fire you're lighting like pubes on fire or something attached to it on fire yeah okay um or like hot wax too sure yeah um and I remember he was like, oh, I just on fire. No, okay, okay, I'm done. <laughs> He's like, I, swear I just I'm done. want. I don't believe that. Um, like- <laughs> <laughs> Twenty minutes from now, <laughs> on fire. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Um, he's like, no, I just, I just want CBT, and I'm like, <sighs> okay, like, should I bring ropes? And he was like, I guess. God, I've been out of a dungeon so long, I can't even remember the, the specific rope name anymore. Um, but <laughs> so I remember I came back with like an array of shit because he didn't tell me what the fuck he fucking wanted. Um, and then I'm trying all this shit and he he's like, no, like, no, that's too hard. No, that hurts. After he said he was like in a moderate pain. And then I finally realized that he just wanted his dick massaged. And I was like, that's not something that i'm going to do <laughs> i have to hurt you a little bit i think i ended up like smooshing his balls until he came yeah um Oof. yeah no he i remember that dude he came within like 10 or 15 minutes after booking for an hour which is great for me because then sure. i get to keep up but um his dick smelled so bad we had to leave the doors of the dungeon open for like <laughs> two hours after <laughs> i i have a pretty hard rule of not shit talking clients publicly um especially because like th- that's just bad it's bad for business yeah it's it's terrible for bit but wash your dick wash your dicks R- right yeah so i um Oh, so yeah, no, I really prefer when they can just tell me what the fuck. And sometimes I'll be like bashful, like I'm probably the first person who's ever wanted spanking. And I'm like, you're not special. Uh, wh- have you ever That's been shocked all. from uh, from a client? Oh, shocked by what they wanted? Yeah. Like, so I get student teacher fetish a lot. And I'm every single time I'm like, like role you're I, born to play, right? But I'm just like, oh, that's like uh, the idea of doing anything remotely sexual with a student makes me want to just 
barf. Do you have, do you know, have you ever had students that you knew were doing sex work? Funny you ask. I'm so funny. <laughs> so I remember, uh, about two years ago, I was talking with one of my coworkers, and she was like, yo, you're a professor, right? Where do you work? So I told her the college and she was like, shut the fuck up. She was a senior there. And we had a crush on the same one of my coworkers, of like my colleagues at the university. <laughs> oh, another professor. Yeah. You had a colleague crush and she had a professor. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> how did, and, and what was that realization like? Do you, did you, how did you feel? Um, I texted my union friend. I was like, do I need to be worried? <laughs> he was like, no, you're fine. <laughs> Wait, so did, did your did your union know that you do sex work? I mean, I happen to be friends with my union rep. Okay. Um, so he knows just because I, I've always been open about it um, until this whole former mentor horse shit. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should be less open about this. And open like how? Like casually talking on friends on the yeah, internet or no, what? Like to like, friends. You know, yeah, no, yeah. I, I would never post online. The first time you told your friend the union rep, what did they like how did they react to that information? He was like, Oh, right on. He didn't right. give a shit. He he didn't he wasn't like, Oh, oh right on, but you no, should he No, he's just like whatever. At all. Because from a union standpoint, he's like, I don't yeah, there's no reason like, why this yeah, should interfere rise up. with yeah. your work <laughs> he, because you're good at your job and exactly. being a dom has nothing to do with that. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Just making sure I, we all understand. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. No. I I was like one of the highest rated instructors in my department, and it had nothing to do with the sex work. But yeah, he didn't. He didn't. Care. He was just like, oh, okay. Mm. Like he 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 did not. I. You know, it's funny the way that I became friends with my union rep is because I got accused. Uh, if he he's gonna listen to this and get mad, but whatever. I was accused of racism by a student he filed uh an official college level like the dean provost got involved complaint um that i was racist against white people oh you know remember what i was saying to you off mic where i was talking about like you know sometimes i get nervous because like i haven't really done a deep dive and i kind of give you a friendly benefit of the doubt but uh, i like you know i'm you know presented with evidence i can believe different things and then and then you're just like you know i got i get accused of racism like yeah i don't i want to know what that's about and then you're like against white people like oh okay (laughs) yeah i'm fine i feel good yeah exactly um so i (laughs) I don't have to read more (laughs) i had to go to all these hearings and i'm like i'm not doing this without union representation it, it was batshit i had to bring all my syllabi all my assignments um all of the texts we want to make I sure assigned. you have enough white authors on that syllabi. it was it, ridiculous um <laughs> but yeah we i we had to go to a bunch of these meetings and we were just so mad and when it finally wrapped up they they found that i was not in fact racist against white people oh fucking thing oh good that's um, really good yeah i uh, think some people are listening like well we wish you were like a little more racist against white people no. right, i mean <laughs> it depends who you ask but um <laughs> he was just like do you want to get a beer like uh, this is stupid and i was like yes and so yeah we're, we're like home dope yeah that's dope what's it like to manage to balance this work work life balance (laughs) of professor sex work you know dominatrix sex worker and real human being i mean really the only really difficult thing to manage is the exhaustion (laughs) from so much labor um and I, i really didn't have a personal life when i was teaching like five classes and doming at all like i would just go to work go to work go to other work go to bed I, you know i i tried really hard to keep my like sex work persona and teaching persona separately and i would say my my like professor persona is more artificial than my 
Stomming mm-hmm. one. You know, there there have been a couple times where there's been overlap, and I've been like, oh. Um, like I remember one one day I was teaching, and there were like three minutes left in class, and students started like putting all their shit together to leave, and I was like, did I say it was time to go? <laughs> they all that's yeah. They were like, no, ma'am. <laughs> and then I was oh, like, ma'am. shit, shit, no, stop it. One dude in the back <laughs> corner was like, oh man, I didn't even have to pay for that. That was great. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I've also I've gotten into fights with my colleagues like I mean not even interesting fights just like if I had to share a classroom with someone like the bitch in front of like who taught right before me would um, like make a scene about not leaving so I could set up the class and t- you know like you're supposed to, s- to split the 15 minutes in between classes into seven and a half minutes but she would like never do that and then I'd end up yelling at her um, and then she'd be like I got bullied mm-hmm. Um but uh, like, yeah, oops, that came out. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I remember there was this one who uh, you're like looking at, uh, at Mr. Snow. By the way, I don't think I've actually properly introduced you. I'm here right now with Mr. <laughs> Snow. Cool. Great. Let's move on. Awesome. Uh, you're just looking at the Mr. Snow persona like get the fucking in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I remember the last time this happened. The, so this I had to I was teaching a film. I was playing uh, Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing uh-huh. um, for my class. And Racist I showed against uh, white people. Yeah, right. Look and I showed up uh, early to to set up the projector and shit. And this fucking bitch was taking like just paper strewn all over just taking her grand time and you know she could see me sitting there she knew i had to teach and she just wasn't um just wasn't going and i said something like hey i need to you know i need to set up the the uh computer or something um can you wrap it up and she said something to the effect of like you can't make me and i just burst out laughing like my small penis humiliation laugh like flogger in my bag says otherwise bitch <laughs> right i just like could like you are like what 65 years old and you're saying this shit to me like what the fuck is wrong i couldn't i was laughing so hard um and like she almost cried she complained to the chair <laughs> it was not he and i never really got along is that is that a hitachi pin uh, that you have on your backpack. Shout out to my boy Kevin Knight at Geeky and Kinky uh, Pins. It's Geeky and Kinky dot com. I don't think it's Geeky and Kinky Pins dot com, but just in case I got it wrong, I'll fact check in the show notes. Um, I have a pin on my backpack. Ba- Fuck. Backpack pocket. I am two whiskeys in. Uh, <laughs> Good thing you didn't drive. I again, I did not drive here. I thought about it, and I thought she might get me drunk. Or I might get me drunk. There we go. <laughs> I'll take ownership. Uh, I do have a... It's a Hitachi wand enamel pin. But, as you can see, it has a Deathly hallow symbol on it. Which makes it literally a magic wand. Oh my fucking god. Kevin Knight, you are brilliant. I love you. I love being in clubhouse rooms with you. And people... Uh, this is not a sponsor. Just go to geekyandkinky.com. I think Kevin oh, yeah, should no, give us a distracted. promo code that is like everlasting for fan whores. But like that's a conversation he and I can have in the email. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I uh, know that's a Hitachi one with the Deathly Hallow symbol. That's so funny. Yeah. He has great ones. He's got like Velma like tied up in rope and like Dom Scooby-Doo. I know what I'm going to be doing all night. Oh, yeah. He, he's great with pens. Drinking alcohol <laughs> popsicles and... Getting a fuck ton of pins. Get a fuck to ton go of with pins. my other pins that I like haven't put on anything yet. <laughs> if you are geeky and you are kinky, 
these are the pins for you. I'll have a link in the show notes. So for you, the balance was difficult and sometimes like your personalities might mesh in the wrong world, but overall, and sometimes you were overworked, but that was about yeah, or like if I had like a, you never had like a client show up in the no. professional life. Did you oh, ever have a client no. show up in personal life? I mean, I have recognized clients before, but I just kind of keep that to myself. Okay, so no one's ever been like, Mister Snow. Yeah, no, I still got that bruise. Actually, remember? Well, no, I did. I remember. I was I was at work. I was like outside walking, and I walked past a client from the previous week, and we were both like. Ugh. But then we just kept walking. Just like, whoa, oh, shit. Oh, gosh. I went for a run once. And uh, so my happy ending massage lady of choice lives like three blocks from me. And two mm-hmm. apartments ago also lived three blocks from me. So, was, uh, so I went for a run like a couple years back. And uh, and like I was like on my run and I, w- I couldn't stop. But like I passed Sarah, Sarah and I was like, I'm like full running. But I'm like, oh, yo, Sarah. And she's like, hey, yo, Billy. And I'm like, what's up? I'll call you later. I need a massage after this run. You use your real names? That's what she calls herself in her thing. I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. I don't, hey, either that's her real name or fake name. I don't yeah, know. But that's the name. That, that's her public face that, name. You know, one of my favorite things about doing sex work is that it has really just cemented my ethos of mind your fucking business. Like I remember my therapist recently was like, so I'm I'm going in for a procedure next week. Uh, we'll have to cancel our session. And I was like, okay. And I was telling a friend about or a couple friends uh, and they were like, oh, what's she going in for? And I'm like, why the fuck would I have that information? It's my therapist. I, like, right. I'm like, do you people ask your what the fuck? Like, I just I don't. I, if someone wants to tell me something, they'll tell me I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not entitled to anyone else's personal information. Like, Speaking of entitled to personal information. Yeah, that was a pretty good segue. Is someone at your fucking school that the the university you teach at was really up in your business and then uh, caused you a shitstorm? What's doxing? What happened right. pre-panty with the advisor? And you can tell us what's happened since then. So doxing is when someone makes uh, public private information against like with malicious intent, typically. Um, so that can mean different things. You know, obviously, if you're already under your government name, then sharing your government name isn't doxing because that's already public information. Um, but sharing something like a personal phone number, um, uh, uh, home address, uh, family members' names, uh, shit like that. Yeah. All falls under doxing. And, you know, it, there's different, like varying legislation based on state and country with sex workers it's typically legal name which we tend to uh take great pains to keep confidential because the consequences can be really dire the repercussions for sex workers uh government name becoming public can uh, you know range from getting fired which I, we you know we've seen that's just happened in the media a lot. You can not only lose your bank account and have your funds seized, but you could be barred from ever opening a bank account mm-hmm. ever again. Um, it could get attached to your social security number. You could get stopped at the border if you're traveling. Um, like I have a friend who got detained in Australia for something like six days and then just booted back to the US because they knew that she was a sex worker. You, you could get obviously incarcerated. There's all kinds of awful things that can happen all of them violent (laughs) and then you know um i am obviously in no way unique in having like creepy stalkers 
creepy stalkers don't need to have the uh, tools to find my workplace, like my, my vanilla workplace. And doxing is something that facilitates that. And, you know, it seems so almost benign too, just to like say someone's real name. Like, who cares? Like, especially if you're not embarrassed being a sex worker, then like, who? but you know, it could really just destroy the rest of your life. <laughs> you may not be embarrassed, but you would rather not have to deal with all the bullshit that comes right. attached to doxing. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't hate being a sex worker, but we live in a horrophobic society that hates sex workers. Yeah. yeah. Was your first doxing the stuff with the advisor, with the mentor, or was uh, was there another event before that? Well, so there's been doxing. Uh, well, well, like, I, I, I tend to refer to that as outing. So my former mentor, she outed me to my dissertation advisor. And, like, half of my graduate department. And how did that even occur? How did she find out? Well, I mean, I told her. Why'd you, why Why? ever did you do that? Because she asked me what I was doing for work. And she wouldn't fucking let it go. I kept trying to change the subject, and she, like, wouldn't let it go. I and work nights. What are you doing? I, you know, I work at a place. I, what? No, doing well, what? Well, and I'm, like, I've always... I'm honest to a fault, which I'm trying to work on, which it's, it's so weird to be, like, I'm... I'm working on being less of an honest person. I overshare for a living. I totally understand. Yeah. I'm like, I need to, not everyone deserves to know my personal life. So I told her thinking she'd be supportive because she was a, you know, feminist. Whoops. Allegedly. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Learned that lesson pretty quick. So that's how she knew. But I did get doxxed on Kiwi Farms in January of 2020. What is Kiwi Farms? Kiwi Farms is this fucked up website that's like, it's like, kind of like 4chan um but it's a forum so if, i was never really on 4chan but the, it's like 4chan but with pedophiles um and nazis so um they they like that's what 4chan was yeah they they <laughs> dox people for fun it's violent and they do it because it's violent yeah and yeah they totally acknowledge that it's yeah. none of this like academic horseshit about accountability like no it's violent accountable not, like for what you know it's, it's like you know yeah, yeah. so I, I didn't say anything about it publicly because you know i didn't want to stray sand affect that so, <laughs> I mean, I did my fair amount of uh, like opposition research because, you know, it's never just like some random who doxes you. It's always someone, you know, or not always, but nine times out of ten, it's someone, you know. So I knew this one bitch really uh, hated me and had it out for me. And I figured she was planning on doxing me. So I did my research and then she did dox me and then I threatened her mother and then she took it offline. And then <laughs> I got so then again in August I, so I'd been like vaguely tweeting about that this awful writer that I worked for in 2019 who ended up stiffing me, um, and thus plunging me back into sex work. And I said what she did, and she didn't like that. So she doxed me to a few people um, in DMs mainly, mm-hmm. um, some of whom I like knew. So they were like, yo, is your name blah, blah, blah. And I was like, who's asking? Because <laughs> she had shared that in DMs, but that wasn't public. Fine. Then in November, and this is like the dumbest turn of events possible, I was hungover in bed and there's this one bitch on Twitter who just really fucking irked me. And I remember last February of 2020, I had said something on Twitter about, I think it was about the Malcolm X movie and she hopped in my mentions to be able to call me a racist or something for whatever I said. Against white people? No, against black people. Oh, okay. <laughs> or, or like white supremacists. <clears throat> I know. can't keep track of who you're racist against. I know. Against. I it's 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 tough being so racist. It's being um, it's it's tough being so racist and Jewish and anti Semitic. Yeah, I'm also homophobic apparently. <laughs> yeah, as um, a queer? Yeah. Oh great, cool. Neat. Uh straight people told me that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure. Of course. Um I'm so, so sorry for my people. <laughs> 
Um, so she called me a racist. And this was a white woman. I remember saying that. And she said something about how I should be deferring to women of color like herself. If, if I recall correctly, I may be getting some of the verbiage wrong. And I said something like, like, I'm, I'm white passing or I'm white presenting as are you. Um, and she flipped the fuck out. And uh, was this Rachel Dolan's <laughs> No, but might as well have been. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that was February, whatever. And then a few months later, I was just thinking, I, f- I forget what I saw come across because she had blocked me. So I was like, whatever. I forget what I saw that, that came across my feed, but I was really annoyed by it. And I tweeted something like, bitch, if you don't shut your goy ass up, like, I know. Clutch, Did you just your- commit a hate crime against non-Jews? Apparently, because I went to sleep, I like took a nap, I woke up, my phone was blowing up, and some goofy bitch I'd never heard of, um, from Ireland, weirdly, um, who interestingly happened to be teaching in the same department where my former mentor was teaching when my article blew up in the same exact field. But your article about, about my former mentor. So I think it, it doesn't take, doesn't take PhD to figure out how she got that information. But she posted something like, this is the most vile anti-Semitism I've ever seen on this website. Uh, block mis- Report and block Mistress Snow for this hate crime. And I remember this was an Irish Catholic person saying this. And I was like, just kind of baffled at, at a, the, the very concept of a non-Jewish person calling me an anti-Semite for calling another non-Jewish person not Jewish. Lady, I had a bar mitzvah. <laughs> Baruch Adonai, like, fuck off. I mean, you're more of a Jew than she is. Like, I swear to fucking God. And I was just like, you know, I was baffled. And I- I've gotten so much more cynical since this happened. And like, so I-, I give so, like, way fewer chances to people now. Yeah. But I remember, I-, I like, I tried to defend myself because I didn't realize at the time that it's not about anti-semitism or uh it's not about anti-racism it's not about social justice it's just about harassing people online Mm. that's what it was so you know when i'm like bitch like i'm jewish what the what yeah it didn't matter it didn't fucking matter um you know they they called me homophobic at the same time like uh, mocking women i've dated because that makes sense you know, this they've they've called uh, black women anti-black. But to get back to the ah! the advisor who outs you as a sex worker, she did she like tell the university like what like what's the fallout of you tell you offering this sensitive but not a big deal information to your advisor who you trusted who goes like actually whores are evil. This is bad for your career, and I also don't want to be attached to it. Blah 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 bye. Yeah. What so, happens? What's well, the fallout so of all she, this? Okay, so she kind of cut off her relationship with me, which had been extremely close. And but she didn't really tell me that, you mm-hmm. know. She was like, "Oh, you know, I just need some time or whatever." To what process that I spank dudes for money? Apparently, yeah. Um, and you know, she she was like, "Well, if you just stop doing sex work and stop doing this and stop doing that, then I'll restore your letter of wreck." Like it, it was just a complete mindfuck. Did you um, ever think about lying to her and saying, "Okay, fine, oh, I, I quit." Did. I did. I even came up with a fake day that was my last day to be like, oh, I haven't been in the dungeon since September 4th. What'd she say to that? She didn't give a shit. 
because she's a heinous bitch. Once a whore, always a whore type of stuff. Mm -hmm. I decided to write this article in the Chronicle of Higher Education about it because I was just, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck else to do. I'm not one to let people abuse me and get away with it. But I'm also not an asshole for the most part. So I, (laughs) you know, I gave her a heads up that the article was coming out because, you know, only And did you name her in it? Oh, I gave her classy, a fucking pseudonym. You classy cunt, you. <laughs> I was like, I told her that in the email. I was like, listen, I don't want this to take you by surprise because only a dick would do that. Like when you fucking removed my letter of rec in the middle of the night without telling anyone. Uh, but this article is coming out <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't name me. It doesn't name you. Mm. But, you know, it's not even really about you. It's about academia. Like you're not important enough to think that this article is about you. And then she went and told my uh, my dissertation chair. What and there? the rest of he didn't give a shit because <laughs> oh, he's not an asshole. <laughs> so she told like half the department. They were all just like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> like I, I think she she lost a lot of friends over that. Actually, one of my friends saw her at a party recently. A- another friend on the faculty, and Anne, which is a pseudonym I gave her, goes up to her and says, "Um." Hey, so uh, are you classy to the day you die? Clearly, <laughs> um, which <laughs> I just want to say, if you want to name her, I'll let you do that right now. Oh, I kind of do, but I won't. You can. Um, I invite you. <laughs> not dare, yet. Dare I say? I'm not doing it. I implore I'm you. I'm not doing no, okay. it. I just want to say implore in public. You I, keep that's going. fair. I didn't know that word until I uh, started studying for the GREs. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was when I learned along with pedant. And uh, ostensibly, anyway. Um, My favorite vocab world. There was. Uh, I said world instead of words, so I'm going to shut up. It's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't deserve that microphone right now. <laughs> So, all right. So, so Anne goes up to my friend and she's like, "So, are you are you still friends with Snow?" And my friend goes, "I am, and I will continue to be." And Anne goes, "Should I be afraid of her?" <laughs> this was like two months ago. <laughs> I haven't spoken to that bitch in I don't even know how long. You know, at least a year and a half. Yeah, I guess it's still occupying her mind because uh, she did try to destroy the career of her mentee who then told people what she did. She seems uncomfortable. Are you still uncomfortable? Yes and no. I I don't really give a shit if anyone, if any random asshole knows my name. I don't care. Like, it's whatever. What I am worried about is, you know, the consequences like the that I laid out earlier of, you know, my my money getting fr- seized. I've been kicked off financial platforms like uh, Venmo before. Um, you know, I'm worried about my checking account getting closed. I'm worried about when I visit family who live abroad getting detained at the border. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about my students um, in the future Googling, because I know they Google me, worried about them finding that information. You know, I get sexualized by students enough. I don't need them to, to like add that into the mix. And I'm worried about like, so my, I'm pretty, I'm, fairly close with my extended family but i'm not close at all with my immediate family we're like mostly estranged but i know that like my dad googles me regularly i absolutely do not want him to have that information or to you know google me find this podcast and then listen to what i just said about him uh, <laughs> like uh that's the kind of shit that i'm that i'm concerned about 
You mm-hmm. know, it's it's not that I'm trying to hide or that I'm ashamed of sex work or that I'm ash- like that I wouldn't want anything that I've ever said as Snow ascribed to my government name because I stand behind everything that I've said. You know, I really don't. The the per- the breakdown between Snow and me me is you know we're, we're basically one in the in right. the same for the most Just- part. And I mean, even like the work that I do isn't even fucking illegal in this state, but you know they don't care. Like the, the police don't care about what's legal. Uh, so, you know, that that really bugged me. But then also um, like some of these, they found my mother's Facebook. I'm like, I don't even see my mother's Facebook. <laughs> like, yeah. like I'm not even on Facebook, period. Someone called my dad on the phone. My sister had to lock down her Instagram. I am pretty close with my sister. You know, goofy shit like that. Like, once I stopped engaging these people who have been harassing me, they started going after my friends. So, like, I would block them. But then they would just search my mentions uh, and people that they didn't block that or people who hadn't blocked them, they would start harassing. So they went through, like, seven of my friends in one week. They picked, like, a new person every day. Mm -hmm. And they would dig out tweets from, you know, four years ago uh, between us and then use that to harass my friend. You know, because they knew that that would bother me even more than they're harassing me, really. It's it's like a game. They'll they'll drop little hints about like my my research so that I know they know. And I'm like, could you just not be a fucking asshole for like, like, what the fuck are you doing? What led you to be in your mid 40s to spend your day taunting a whore you've never even met? And you best fucking pray you never will on the Internet fucking pathetic i mean you know it's just it's just like i don't want to you know get kicked out of my apartment like that kind of (laughs) yeah that that's really the the main issue so uh years back i legally changed my surname from my my dad's name to my mother's um to hide from an abusive ex-boyfriend like i like went through that whole legal process and these motherfuckers found my former name and posted it and I'm like, great, cool. <laughs> it's a good thing that I recently moved because it'll be more difficult for this crazy bastard if he sees like my former name with Mistress Snow, then um, it'll be harder for him to find me. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> I was really sad at the time. I don't give a shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to be like, and I wish her the best. No, I don't. Uh, but <laughs> You know, all these things have made me like... All these things have made me a uh, much more, I I don't want to say cynical, really, but uh, less forgiving person. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Because I was ready to forgive her, but, you know, she didn't deserve it. Yes, I would say she was in the minority of people who were upset that I was doing sex work. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you still have your job. Right, yeah. Um, And my job wouldn't fucking care. Do you feel like the university would care? No, no, I really don't think they'd give a fuck. And I think that they know that firing an adjunct uh, who's already precarious and had to go into sex work because of the uh, just poverty wages that come from adjuncting would not be good PR. And that's what they want to avoid a PR crisis. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to create one. But what I'm seeing now, you know, I... I initially wanted to point out the horophobia in academia and um, seeing the way that academics just kind of joke around with uh, personal information that very well could get sex workers or me specifically, but sex workers killed um, 
shows, I think demonstrates, you know, everything I've been saying, which is that, you know, the, the academics don't particularly, not even academics, people don't, the, our society doesn't view sex workers as people. Mm. Certainly not worth, worthy of protecting. Um, and, you know, just like dropping this, this information, like it's a game, you know, like don't fucking do that with other people. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like, as, I think too, as the pandemic's gone on, people have gotten crueler and have really just divorced our social media from like our material realities. So, you know, think that they can, can pull this like cyber harassment horse shit and it's just like, it's just the internet, you know? I thought it was cool to hear that like your colleagues had your back. And you're still employed and you can still teach the shit you teach. Right. And like that, that chick, that lady, your mentor, your whatever, your, I'm sorry, your reader. I would never want to, <laughs> I don't want to be inaccurate over here. Snow's a pathological liar. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I was really happy because I did not know this, but like, I was happy to hear that she was in the minority of right. opinions at your place of work. Yeah, she was. And that's, that's not what it would I what I would have guessed. I don't think that's what a lot of people listening would have guessed. And I like to think that as the babiest bit of a of a tiptoe of progress. I would, yeah, I would agree. I would, yes, I think, and you know, putting that in context with uh, K through twelve teachers who have been fired, uh, or just people who've been fired yeah. for simply for being sex workers, then yeah, absolutely. And you know what I've noticed a lot is that. Uh, you know, people who harass me specifically will say, oh, it's not because she's a sex worker. It's because blah, 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 blah. What's the blah, 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 blah? I mean. The, is it the, the semitism or, rem- Okay, whatever. I mean, that's just yeah, one yeah. homophobic, okay. whatever. I just want to make sure we didn't miss any of the allegedly Racist, terrible shit like, you've yeah, done. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's a cannibal. Um, You're a cannibal, too? Uh, all the things. Please tell yeah. me someone accused you of cannibalism. No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Hey, anyone listening, you can tag Mistress Snow, call her a cannibal. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and then and then I won't be a pathological liar by saying I've been called a cannibal. <laughs> but um, they'll say, you know, it's, oh, it's not because she's a sex worker, it's because of X, Y, and Z. But what does my, what does posting my private information on the internet have to do with any of that it's like how does that fix it right it's purely punitive exactly there is zero reason other than some cop shit to post someone's private information like that um and you know it's when they when people accuse me of being anonymous i'm like i i I, no i i i mean i have a pen name right but i i also have like i i operate under snow yeah. like I, people get pissed that you operate under snow instead of like your quote-unquote yeah. government name which is crazy because like no one has an issue all these authors and whatever who uh-huh you know oscar isaac's name is not oscar isaac well, when he's guatemalan fucking... and he's got a real guatemalan last name and he changed it because you racist fuckers are fucking exactly. like his guatemalan yeah. name you know it'll be someone who studies george Eliot, and they'll be like i don't understand why she's anonymous but does george Eliot have a pet name i don't know because i haven't read george that Eliot was a woman oh fuck that's weird <laughs> wow <laughs> i was today years old when i learned uh-huh. um or like the brontes all had pen names um but like it's it's like no that's not it because if i were just some random asshole um you know saying the same shit then you wouldn't be do you wouldn't be obsessed with posting my personal information on the internet you would know that that is beyond the pale yeah 
Yeah. Like you wouldn't post my personal cell phone number on the internet, and then after Twitter, because what does that accomplish? Well, all it is is an invitation exactly. for harassment. Well, and then after Twitter removes the material because you refuse to, then mock me for it. Like really, you wouldn't do that to someone who wasn't a sex worker. You just wouldn't because it's insane behavior. <laughs> is there is there anything else you want people to know? Is there anything else you want people to know? I mean, you know, I twi- Twitter is is a funny thing because <laughs> you know I I went viral in 2019 for for talking about what happened with my mentor, and then you know I worked pretty hard to to create a, a digital space um, for sex workers to be open, for academics to be open. Um, you know, I was pretty. Uh, consistently getting DMs from academics being like, listen, I'm not a sex worker, but I did go through uh, like X, Y, or Z or whatever. And, you know, I appreciate that you're talking openly about these issues because what kind of X, Y, Z. I mean, you know, uh, some would be like, oh, I struggled with mental health or I struggled with my gender identity or whatever. And academics are like mad paranoid. Academics um, also, I find, uh, seem to be very fairly sex negative. I remember I've, I've had several on and I remember one woman who wrote this book, Exposure, and like she would get uh, she she went to ut austin and she uh faced like some issues there because she was trying to study like porn and people were like well we can't take you seriously if you study anything really related with sex yeah you know like it's like hey there's a place in bloomington you can go for that otherwise don't bring that to to this university exactly do you feel like academia is sex negative Oh, God, yeah. Well, academia is everything bad about society amplified. Academia is racist as fuck. It's sexist as fuck. It's homophobic. It's transphobic. It's obviously horophobic. <laughs> but it's beyond ableist. You know, I remember uh, being in a, like, working on job market materials in a workshop maybe five or five or so years ago. Um, and someone saying, uh, for cause, you know, you often need to write, like, diversity statements uh, for universities to explain, like, why, like, how you handle diversity in the classroom or whatever. Okay. And someone said something like, well, should I put on my application or um, in my diversity statement that I'm hard of hearing um, because that, you know, impacts how I teach. And uh, the faculty member was like, oh, no, that's a red flag. You absolutely can't disclose that in your uh, in your statement because they will see that as a reason not to hire you. Mm-hmm. Like it's. I mean, they're open about it, too, you know, Um, like and about how just violent everything about academia. So, yes, yes, they are sex negative. Also, they're like, God, I remember my first semester at grad school. We were out at like a bar and someone said, someone's like, how many people uh, have you slept with ever? And at the time, God, I was like 22. So I was like, I don't know, 45. Um, And they all. That's a cute number. Right. Yeah. And everyone was like, (gasps) oh. And everyone that, like, I remember my 45. I don't because I lost count around 20. But um, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, no, we reached the triple digits long ago. I got to go check a Google Doc and figure out who that was. <laughs> yeah, I have no fucking idea. Um, but, you know, and I rem- everyone was like shocked and appalled and. Um, like, well, I was just with one person before my husband and like, whatever, fine. If you don't want to fuck everyone, don't act aghast when you ask a question and someone answers it. Leah. Oh my fucking God. (laughs) 
but I mean, no, uh, academia is, and you know, there's well, there's there's a lot of like sexual harassment and sexual yeah. misconduct in uh, within academia. Have you it, faced any of that? Oh yeah, yeah, university? that would be a whole other podcast. I, I mean, talk we about could do a for- bonus episode, but we don't have to. <laughs> I have um, had three whiskeys. <laughs> I don't know if I could do a bonus episode. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, but we could, um, could do a second. I don't know. Uh, but um, no, there, there's there's a lot of sexual misconduct in activity to the point that it's puritanical that that's been the response by many universities and departments like just stop serving alcohol at conferences or um, I know that one of my friends was instructed that she was prohibited from texting her teaching assistants because texting is too intimate and they were only to correspond via email. Sure. That's I mean, an- I can send a dick pic via email. <laughs> like it's it just wild behavior. I can't think of any other industry where you're not allowed to text your colleagues. As if like someone who wants to send an unsolicited dick pic would go like, I was going to text. Oh, I got an email. I mean, right. that's too much. And, you know, it would be texting shit like, um, can we all meet at the library at three? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's just wild. Um, so I think that has, has some to do with it, but sure. yeah, no, it's just the most like oppressive nonsense. Mistress Snow, I, uh, I appreciate you sharing this all with us. And, uh, you know, where could people go to find you, to harass you on the internet? Right. So to harass me on the internet, um, you can go to twitter.com slash Mistress Snow PhD. Um, I recently had to delete a whole backlog of like a year and a half of tweets because I'd been getting fucking harassed so much. Um, what kind of tweets were you deleting? <laughs> um, no, I think I, del- I had to delete like 80,000 tweets because people... What? People were har- like, they were going through my mentions from years years ago and harassing people to fuck with me so i was like okay fine I'll, i'm gonna i will take that option away Did you me. hire someone to do that no you can pay like 15 bucks i archived my twitter feed and then just uh, wiped it yeah. um there i do have some stuff in the works but it's not live yet okay um i actually was supposed to have an announcement a few weeks ago but it has been delayed indefinitely due to all of the harassment uh, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> which and, was not my decision it was a legal team um, and can people <laughs> can people hire you as a dominant currently oh absolutely and and how do they do that um well i had uh so i have you know phone sex lines i have night flirt and sex panther if you are local um and i do travel around um then i i in person sessions are really my like wheelhouse mm. you know like this is the one thing that i i liked avoiding in a dungeon is i didn't have to uh a vet clients you know but sure. um yeah and i will you know on occasion do skype sessions. if anyone says hey i heard you on the manor podcast i would love to schedule a session for free i will screen them for you because I feel like I should own those people. I I I well, I was can, afraid you're gonna you gonna be can like kick them back to me and say you gotta talk to Billy first. Word, and I yeah. will screen them like any gangbang I've organized. <laughs> because Excellent. because you are my that's friend. what I call a service bottom. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> you got me. Um, Snow, thank you for uh, for chatting Thanks with for us for having me on. And why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody. <laughs> you look so uncomfortable do you want to put on your dumb voice you could say it like that no it was just, i was just not expecting it. yeah the but yeah okay the, you, right. you don't have to say goodbye you can say more Good night, folks. i no, am I'm good. so comfortable in this seat 
Like you can. I'll put this down. No, no, we're. I. Oh, you're good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because like I plan to go to the bathroom and have like one more of those. Yeah. No, I figured. Yeah. Okay. Uh, You're gonna have another popsicle. No, I'm gonna have some wine. (gasps) Oh, could I have a glass of wine instead? Absolutely. Yo, um, the only times I've hung out with Snow, we have both gotten. It's been fun. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, my alcohol tolerance has skyrocketed over the past six months. So. Mine, not at all, but it doesn't stop <laughs> yeah. me. Everybody, yeah. have a great day. You're gonna about you're gonna hear me in about seven seconds. All right, bye. <laughs>
It's the vibrator that has no equal. And now, Motor Bunny offers their thrusting sex machine, the Motor Bunny Buck. Enjoy a fan whore discount at manwhorepod.com slash motorbunny or use promo code manwhore at checkout.